It's the KZRG Morning News Watch podcast. In just a moment, we're going to be sitting down with Debbie from CASA, Jasper County CASA. We're going to learn about what this great organization does, part of our Zimmer Cares program, right here on News Talk KZRG with the KZRG Morning News Watch podcast. You heard it first on News Talk KZRG. A shooting in Joplin sends a woman to the hospital in critical condition and her assailant yet to be caught. The 20-year-old son of a federal judge is shot and killed at their home in New Jersey by a man dressed as a delivery driver. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is expected to unveil a $1 trillion package. About 100 people showed up to voice their displeasure with having to wear a face mask in public places around town. Your news, talk, and weather station. News Talk KZRG. Depend on it. It's the KZRG Morning News Watch podcast. I'm Peter Thiel, and joining me today is our friend Debbie. She's with the Jasper County CASA, and it's a great organization that helps our community and helps our area deal with issues, very, very important issues. So explain, Debbie, what CASA does. Thank you. Um, CASA stands for Court Appointed Special Advocates. So, um, we, as uh, our mission, is to train, support, and uh, recruit volunteers who um, walk alongside children as they're in the court system um, after they've been removed from their homes for abuse and neglect. So um, all the kids that we work with, there are over 400 kids in foster care every it, night. It's so sad, County. actually. It is. It's tough. It is a hard life for really vulnerable children. Yeah. So we provide um, a trained volunteer who gets involved in every aspect of that child's life. They get involved in... Uh, getting to know everyone, the family, um, the foster parents, the extended family, looking for um, people who are there for the children and support the children. They get involved in the education of the kids. We really, really want to focus on keeping the kids in school, successful in school. Uh, we we look in their health and make sure they're getting the services they need, whether it's dental, medical, whatever. Uh, we become our advocates and our, who are our volunteers become part of the actual team um, that supports that child. So we work alongside, remember, the team with Children's Division and the Juvenile Office and the Guardian Ad Litem and our advocates. Um, our advocates focus on just one child or one sibling group, whereas the other team members um, have a, a, a large number of children that they're um, working for also. So the result of all our work is we, we get to know that child. We know what, what they want. We determine, um, along with the team, what their best interest is and write a report to the judge who then uh, will make a decision on the children's future as far as the, what their permanent living situation and their forever family is going to be. Yeah, I think that uh, you know when you're dealing with people who, these kids who are in a situation they cannot control, it's because the parents have made, uh, they're either abusive or they have chemical dependency issues, mental health issues, mm-hmm. all sorts of crazy stuff. And the idea here is that we can't let these kids fall through the cracks. That's exactly right. <clears throat> Some of these kids have, um, it's, it's been a, a sad thing to watch is how many children have no one looking out for their best interest. Um, so this, the, the cost of a volunteer becomes kind of that consistent person that's there by their side the whole time until they, uh, until they are reunited with their family or until they have another permanent solution. Uh, because, they, as you said, they have no one there or no one that is uh, able to really watch out for them. My uh, my concern is whenever I go through and I see these these ki- kids that go through these programs, you know, parent, parental modeling is so important. You know, that, uh, you know, there was a study a couple of years back having to do with Head Start. Wonderful program, get kids early to read. 
And But the study came out by the time the kids were in third grade, they were at the same level or lower level reading than their classmates. And one of the theories that has been bandied about is that since they don't see their parents uh, reading, they don't put a lot of importance into it. And when you see a dysfunctional family that that goes through, the kids begin to model after that behavior. Mm-hmm. And there, we, we hope that we can find other family yeah. that may not even know what's going on in that, in that home with the kids that can step in and be that kind of model or that kind of uh, resource for those kids. Because you're right, we've got to have that, that base beginning that's safe and and makes us um, comfortable with ourselves. And, and just imagine being a child that's in that kind of situation and being abused and neglected and having to fend for yourself with no one there. It's, it, it's, it's devastating. So yeah, sometimes I, this can be a, a real help to families um, to get them back on track. If something drastic happens that the children are removed, there's a lot of services and, and things that can help put that family back together or find another solution for the kids to be safe. Yeah, it just is amazing. So if somebody wanted to be involved with CASA, is you guys are looking for uh, for volunteers? Yes, we are. We uh, Sadly, there are over 400 children in foster care every night in Jasper County. And so we are uh, always looking for volunteers. We ask volunteers to make a commitment of, on average, about two years. Um, some cases will close sooner and some may go longer, but the average in Jasper County is two years. So we're looking for volunteers to join our training classes. We have one starting next week, or then we do a training class about every quarter. It's about eight weeks. And, and what what goes on in the training class? Mm-hmm. It's about eight weeks of training. Uh, we really dive into, um, obviously, how does the system work? Most of us have had no experience with yes. um, protective services like that. So how does the system work? Um, where do you go for the information that you need about your child? How do you... Um, do the right kind of fact-based investigation there, how to talk to people that are involved um, in the situation and to handle that well, how to build that relationship with the child, although that kind of happens intuitively. All the, yes. kids, the kids are, I think, we have cute kids, I have to tell you. No, I, I know we do. We got amazingly smart kids and yeah. some of these kids that just get in, are in a bad situation. I, I would think that, and and if I'm, if I'm thinking out of uh, school, please correct me. I'm thinking that a lot of the training has to do for these folks who are helping out with these kids is observation. Yeah, it's in asking the right questions. It's obser- observing, asking the right questions, going to the right sources, and to to go forward on that and to understand a life you've probably never lived. Yeah, to be able to be there and to, like you said, to observe and to uh, make fact-based decisions. There's really emotional things going on in a lot of these families, and to make a fact-based decision after you ask the right questions you know i think that one of the things that uh, at least my impression here and debbie again tell me i'm wrong uh is that uh is that a lot of times people who have volunteered to be in these things and be involved with this i have a real good friend who's been involved with this type of thing over the years and uh one of the issues that uh that that comes up is that you're dealing with behavior that's a repetitive type of behavior that it goes through and sometimes people who are not involved with seeing that in their own lives etc have a real problem with empathy yes absolutely and and you're 100 percent right there and that's where we have to learn and we train and we support and we have other volunteers that you communicate with as well as the 
the supervisor, the volunteers, because it's, it is hard to look at another life and not be judgmental um, and not to make decisions based on the way your life is. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's hard to, to make that mental shift over. So we, we have to do that with the one overriding bottom line, what's best for the kids. Yes. It may not be how I, how I want to live or what, what I would want for my family. And we, we talk about, um, the, you know, we don't, we don't expect any of our families to reach a level of, of greatness to get their kids back, but safety and nurturing is what we're looking for. There. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of people who obviously they want to do right by their kids and they just don't know. Absolutely. That is shocking to me, really. You bring up an excellent point there. We have seen that so many times that I may, that may be a generational issue. They don't know. We can get the support there and change lives. Yeah, and, and again, I think the the deal is, is that, uh, you know, as much as I, 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 my belief is, and again, Debbie, correct me, uh, is that uh, every family no matter you know how well educated no matter how well to do or poor or whatever every family has a certain percentage of dysfunction yeah it can look a lot different it can look very it different can look very different from family but, to family. Uh, but mm-hmm. but it goes down to the basic uh, roots for especially with children's nurture attachment uh, that atta- is a huge yeah, thing, it, yeah is that uh is that the you know having that thing where the where the focus is on the kids instead of on you know the parents Uh having it on themselves yeah the feeling safety the feeling of safety the feeling of attachment the feeling that someone cares that's what really matters in a child that can overcome obviously a lot but you're right no family's perfect and when you when you look inside a lot of families it's not what you would think but we really look for that best interest of the kid to have that bottom line safety and uh, security that they need to grow well, people want to volunteer, and they want they should vo- want to volunteer. If you're not involved with at least some community thing, uh, not that I'm guilting you, uh, <laughs> but yes, I am, uh, is that the opportunity of working with our kids and helping kids that are the most vulnerable, uh, you know, it's uh, I think that's something that we all as a community should care about. And, you know, you may be involved with the church. You may want to speak to people in your church about uh the idea of going on, okay, I, you know, this is something that's going on. We have these kids that could be lost and, uh, and be the next kids that have real problems 10 years down the road. And we don't need that in our community. Yeah, it's tough. And we do uh, very much want to partner with faith-based organizations. Some of our very best volunteers uh, come from faith-based organizations. So we would be glad to come and talk to any group. Yeah, I think uh, that about it. I think that anybody that's looking for a way to help our community, you know, helping the kiddos out is really, really, you know, important deal. Debbie, how do we get a hold of Casa and you? And if I, you know, if we if we have folks who want to be uh, a volunteer, how do they get a hold of you? What what's the process? Um, to find out more about Casa uh, locally, our website is uh, Jazzco Casa dot org, which is short for Jasper County Casa. Yeah, so, so J A S C O C A S A dot org dot org, and also on social media, Facebook and Instagram, we post um, on there, and then you can see some highlights of our different volunteers and uh, the impact they're making, um, or our phone numbers four one seven six eight zero thirty two fifty four one seven six eight zero three two five zero three two five zero. Hey gang, uh, if you can help out with this. 
um, I think you'd be doing something really, really cool to help our uh, neighbors and our friends and uh, and really the future of our community, uh, because these kids, if they get if their lives get turned around, their families lives get turned around, amazingly beautiful things can happen. So, again, thank you very much, Debbie. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. All right.